You're listening to Shine On, a podcast presented by Solar Power Europe, the European Association for Solar Power. Join us as we shine a light on the latest developments in the solar sector. Hello and welcome to Shine On, a podcast presented by Solar Power Europe. I'm your host, Lucas Clark Memler, and in the second season of our Solar Success in Africa series, we'll hear more about innovative solar projects bringing clean and reliable energy to communities across Sub-Saharan Africa. This podcast series is supported by Get Invest, a European program that mobilizes investment in decentralized renewable energy projects, supported by the European Union, Germany, Sweden, the Netherlands, and Austria. In this episode, I have the chance to speak with Francine Munyaneza, CEO and founder of Munyaxico. Hello, Francine. Thanks for joining us today. Can I first ask where you're calling in from? Yes. Hello, Lucas. I'm happy to be with you. I'm calling from Kigali in Rwanda, East Africa. Wonderful. And can I ask if the sun is shining where you are? Ah, today. Today it's going, it's back and forth, but there is some shine, definitely, and we need it for solar energy. And because we are working in solar energy, so it's nice. Absolutely. So let's get right into it, Francine. Can you begin by introducing yourself to our listeners and discussing the background and mission of Munyak Zeko? Yeah. So I'm from Rwanda, as, as I mentioned, uh, I'm based in Kigali, and I have founded Munyak Zeko, a company working in solar energy. I founded it in 2013. Before that, I had a completely different life. I was working in the humanitarian world for the International Committee of the Red Cross. And I came back to Rwanda to set up uh, the company. And why in Rwanda and why a company in solar energy? First of all, Rwanda is my country. I didn't grow up so much in Rwanda, but uh, sometimes you need to go back to your country and to see how you can give back what you have gained all over the world. And why solar energy? Because I wanted to to have something working in a humanitarian environment. I wanted really to have something which has an impact, environmental impact and social impact. That's what I was looking for. And I find solar energy could answer to this because solar energy was meaning for me access to energy, which is really a challenge in many African countries, including Rwanda. And also social impact because I wanted to have an impact on my colleagues, I was mentioning give back. I was lucky to have a good education and a good experience all over the world. And I was thinking that it would be nice to, to share that with other people and to learn also because uh, we are not only giving, we are taking. So learning also a lot from also the country which is mine, which is uh, Rwanda. That's great. Thanks, Francine. Why don't you... Tell us a little bit about the goals of Munyak Seco, what you hope to achieve with it, and about sort of the core services of Munyak Seco. Yeah, yeah. In fact, in Munyak Seco, what we would like to do and what we are aiming to be is to become the, a key player in accelerating access and adoption of clean energy solution in Africa, while at the same time fostering women leadership and participation is to say that we really want to contribute to the access of clean and renewable energy and specifically solar energy. And how we do that, we, we, we also try to develop 
the solar value chain. So it's to say that we started with uh, solar water heaters and PV system, installation of solar water heaters and PV system. And then progressively, while solar water heaters was, was taking a big part of our activities, now progressively we are diversifying to to more PV rooftop, to solar cold chain, to solar home system. So to all these tools, we can really make the difference in rural areas where they don't have access to electricity. I mentioned also women. So what we try to do also, it's really we, 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 we take a deliberate approach. We really are proactive to, to achieve and maintain gender parity in uh, our company and in our process, in our not only the basic level, but also in the management level. So we do our best. It's very difficult because it's an energy sector is male-dominated. So you have much more male, which has competencies in terms of education and experience than women. Because as you know, usually the, the STEM science were more dedicated to men than women. So that's why also we make really a proactive, we, we try to be proactive to find a way to, to include women in our, in our organization and also to build capacity building, which is important because I was mentioning that women, most of the time, they don't have knowledge in solar energy, even men, huh? they don't have knowledge in solar energy, but <laughs> women as they are a mi- minority, uh, so you, you, you really need to build uh, most of the time everything from scratch. And that's a big challenge, but we are passionate, motivated uh, to really try to move the lines. Uh, I don't know if you say that in English, to move the lines. Mm -hmm. It's a translation Mm -hmm. from French. And to move the lines is to make the change in the solar energy sector and accessing energy and also providing a possibility for women to really develop and participate in the management of the company. So I'd like to hear a little bit more about your experience as the founder of Munyak Seco. Could you tell us how it felt watching the company develop and share some of the challenges and successes along the way? Yes. You know, when I founded the company, frankly speaking, I didn't know how it would be so difficult. Challenges, difficult, but at the same time, exciting. So it has been a long path. Very difficult, but also very nice because, uh, as you mentioned, we could see the evolution of the company. And I started alone, and then progressively some people joined us. We recruited young people, young men, young women. And really, one of the, the, the big challenges, the main, the main challenge, I, w- I think both are almost on the same level, but the, f- the first main one was financing, to find finance for the company. I came with my savings first, but after that, I realized very rapidly that it was more difficult than what I was expecting, and my company needed much more working capital, and to find working capital, it was a nightmare. And uh, estimated the world, but it was really very difficult. And so financing, very, very big challenge. And also another challenge being in solar energy. It's a sector which is still new in Rwanda with very few experience from, from the nationals, from my brothers and sisters in Rwanda. So to find the skills in the solar sector, it's almost impossible. All the people I have recruited we had to, to train them. 
so they were gaining experience progressively. So you see that it's, it's very difficult when on the same time you are creating a company and you don't, you don't find neither finance, neither the skills, and you need to, to build all from scratch. So it was very challenging. But the good side is that despite being challenging, we were confident. I, I have been always confident that I will manage. And we really managed to slowly, slowly to, to become bigger and to, to gain knowledge, to gain competencies, experiences, and also credibility. Because when you start from scratch, not being from the sector, people are looking at you as if you are Martian or I don't know what, and not confident in you. And now I can feel when I'm interacting with all stakeholders that they're really taking us, Muñaxico, very seriously. And this is very good for, for us. That's great. And I'm glad they do take you seriously because you're doing very important work over there. You mentioned this already, Francine, but I'd like to get into it with a little bit more detail about financing, because as you mentioned, one of the key challenges for, for any solar project, but particularly solar projects in sub-Saharan Africa, is access to finance. So feel free to talk about financing in general and, and also to maybe mention some specific financing instruments or institutions that supported you. Yeah, yeah. In fact, when I started again, not knowing the sector, I started as, a, and coming also from the humanitarian sector, I started first really to look locally how I could find, find finance. And it was really an obstacle course. Very difficult because, as I mentioned also before, solar energy is a new sector. I was not also a specialist expert in solar energy, and also local, even generally speaking, local financing. It's a little bit difficult here in the country. Interest rates are very high. They asked very high collateral, up to 130%, and without any collateral, you cannot find finance. And also being a woman, let's talk about the reality also, a woman in the world of a man. So even if in Rwanda we promote gender, but still you, you don't change the mind of people in, in 10 years or 15 years, it takes time. I really find it very difficult to get access to, to, to finance and also being also a startup also. That's a, also another point. And so I tried also on the international side but again, on the international side, it's very difficult because you are far. The finance are outside the, the country. And so you are far. They don't know you. There is this cultural differences, cultural codes in the financing sector that you don't master. Coming also from the humanitarian world again. Also being also an African lady in Western or financing. So it's, it's, it's really difficult, you know, because... Uh, you cannot, sometimes you don't speak the same language. And that's how finally I end up also applying to some institution who can help me finding finance. And there are some different institutions that I had applied, international institution, and even one local one, but it was linked to USAID. I applied to PFAN, I applied to GetInvest, and I had positive feedback from PISAN, from Buddhism Shore, which is an organization from USAID. And also I had a good feedback also of GetInvest, where they accepted to support me. 
But again, it's a long process where you apply, they check if you are really serious. So you, you, you are serious, but even if you are serious, you are never sure to, to get the support. Finally, I got the support. And the good side of all this support, that at a certain stage, they were complementary, but specifically also the, the, the longest one that I had and the most permanent one is the Get Invest support where really with two advisors, they really accompany us, the company, on the path to find financing. On the long period, because this, it has been now more than one year, I think almost two years that I am with, with Get Invest. And now we start to see the, the fruits of this long partnership where the expert advisor really supported me, advised me, coached me to really get access to finance. And thanks to, to Get Invest, we have started to get now the first one in February, very recently, in 2020. We had from that one, we had a second one, finance. Of course, they, they were more linked to COVID crisis. So it's really give us some breath because we, had, we were in a very challenging period. And we are still working with Get Invest to get access to, to more financing, more important financing. And we are very optimistic that something will come out, but it's still a long, challenging and obstacle course that we are still doing. It's not very easy. Yeah. Mm. No, no, it's, it's not easy, but it sounds like, and, and I know that, that you've done very well so far. So it's good to hear about financing and that's helpful. But for the listeners who are interested in the, the specifics of what Munyak Zeko offers, some of the different solar solutions, for instance, PV systems, solar water heaters, and the other solar equipment that you offer, could you talk about these different things and, and why you've chosen these and, and how that's related to the, the region that you support? Yeah. In fact, when I came back, I had really two targets to do, access to electricity and also access to hot water. And we were lucky in Rwanda. We are in a, in a country where we are very sensitive. The government is very sensitive to, to climate change. It has an agenda to reduce the emission of CO2. So they are really, they, they are very careful to put in place a national agenda to really support green growth initiatives. So thanks to that, we had for solar water heaters, they put in place a system of grants and loan at zero rate for the end user customers to get access to solar water heaters in order to reduce, uh, of course, the, the electricity bill of the people to use electricity in a proper way, in a more efficient way, and also to use clean energy. So we applied for this program and we were selected as one of the partners of the National Electricity Company. And we did this program up to from 2014 up to 2018. And we are still continuing now to provide solar water heaters, but the program has stopped. It might restart soon. We don't know when, but since 2018, we have continued. And the fact that there was these incentives for the end user customers has really made change of behavior of people where all Rwandis are sensitive to the fact that they need to have all the Rwandis who has the money, of course, to, to get access to solar water heaters. And they are very sensitive to that. So it has really made the change on the market. Besides that, we did also some PV photovoltaic installations. And we, we were doing in rural areas where 
there was no access to electricity for health centers or for religious institutions or, or for, for schools or handicapped institutions. So we, we made some PV installation, but still it was not very affordable for, for everyone. So the market was limited and we were at a rate of 80% solar water heaters and 20% of PV and solar street light installation. Since there was a challenge linked to COVID, we had three lockdowns in Rwanda, and we really took this opportunity to see how we can do better, having more customers to increase our sales during the, the link to the fact that we were in lockdown and we could not move. So we really took this time to brainstorm and to see how we can compensate the loss of the fact that we were not doing business during the three lockdowns. And thanks to that, we had increased our market in solar water heaters now since the end of the lockdowns. And also we find new possibilities of doing business and providing more access to energy solution like solar coaching and also solar home system. And we find the possibility, even the financing, thanks also again to the support of Get Invest, who really supported us. We find the financing to start this activity uh, very soon. In I think in two months, we will be able to, to really start the activities linked to solar coaching and solar home system. And you have to know that now, even for 2021, 50% of our activities are now solar water heaters. Uh, before it was 80%, now we are in 50%, and 50% is the rest of activities, solar water pumping, solar street light, PV installation, all these other activities linked to PV. And soon also we will start also by next year most probably, PV rooftop for commercial and industrial companies. Thanks, Francine. That's that's really a useful overview of all of the things that Munyak Seco offers, and, and that's a lot. I'd like to look to the future now and ask you about the changes you expect to see in the sub-Saharan African solar sector, let's say in the next decade. How, how do you think the market will change by, by 2030? Yeah, you know, there are already very tremendous changes in the solar sector in Africa in general. And there is still a lot to do to access energy. I mentioned solar home system, I mentioned PV, I mentioned solar cold chain, I mentioned a lot of, I didn't mention, but there is also this solar drying machine. There is a lot of things which can be done with solar energy, which can also, which are also participating in the fighting the climate change. Uh, saying that, I think the mindset is changing, but still a lot to do for changing the mindset that we don't just copy and paste what has happened in Western countries because the situation is different. So we really need to recreate everything and really to think in terms of renewable energy, solar energy specifically, and all the possibility that solar energy is giving to us in Africa, knowing also that we have much more access to solar than in, in other places, without forgetting also that one important sector which has not been really targeted yet is the, the cooking. So if we can find a way to see how the solar can participate in the cooking stove system, then it will resolve a lot of our challenges. And I see that if we can put in place in, in, 
in, in Africa, this kind of research center to really integrate all these solar energy tools and, and make a research that we can really resolve all the, the challenges that we are facing in Africa. This will be really good ad- advancement. I don't know how to say that. A good evolution for us in uh, Africa. Mm-hmm. Does it answer to your question? It definitely answers my question, Francine. No, I, th- I think that that's a, that's a really interesting vision of the future that's also hopeful, which I think is important because we have to stay optimistic about the future of solar. And on that optimistic note, as a, as a very final question, I'd like to ask about Munyak's Echo's plans for the future. Right now you're in Rwanda. Any possibility of expanding into other, other countries? Yeah, in fact, we, we had... We did already some few projects, not a lot, in Burundi, a neighboring country, and DRC, another neighboring country. But it was not a lot. And again, when we are looking for finance, we are really also looking finance to extend not only in Rwanda, but in neighboring countries. Personally, and even some of my staff know very well these two countries. And I went also to do some exploration visit for mission, in fact, the economic mission in, in DRC and Burundi just before the COVID crisis. So the, the really idea was to enter much more this market and to open even structure and offices in this market because we think that what we do in Rwanda can be also very helpful in those countries and the needs, the needs are huge, really huge. So there is place for many players and we really want to, do, to be one of these key players. So for the moment, we are really working on our, on our strategy to see how we can enter in a more a systematic and important way these two markets. Excellent. And from Solar Power Europe, we wish you the best to enter those markets. <laughs> it's been great talking to you, Francine, about Munyak's Echo and everything you've accomplished so far. I'd like to give you the opportunity to share any any final words with our listeners before we go. Yeah, thank you, Lucas. In fact, my words are more linked, as, as I mentioned before, it's really linked to finance. And it's really a challenge for anyone who wants to enter this kind of market, which are linked to climate change, and to really get finance, despite the fact that there is a lot of potential, as far as I know, uh, finance available for us. So for me, very important thing and I'm ready to support and to help to see how we can really work in a way to provide more finance to a national company, indigenous company who are working in Rwanda or whatever part of the work with a focus again on women and on youth to provide them the possibility really to put in place their ideas because they have a lot of ideas, but most of the time they don't have financial means to do that. So for me, I would encourage to our audience, either developers or financial institutions, developers how to see how they can join, do joint ventures with national companies or nationals from the countries and also institutions finance institution, and I'm really ready to support and to help to see how we can work together to really to provide access, more access to, to, to finance to people who really have more ideas and it can give also, create jobs for many of us, important job linked also to climate change and the possibility really to, to change our world 
and to make the line moving in Africa in the renewable energy sector. Thank you very much. I think that's a great place to end, Francine. Thank you for your time and for your fascinating and inspiring story. And we wish you the best and hope to, to hear back from you on the podcast in the future. Thank you very much, Luca. It was really nice to talk with you. And thank you to give us, and this is very good, this opportunity to talk about us. And I hope that other people will be able also to do the same, more people to do the same, so we can share our experience between all of us. Thank you again.